Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King, and it's my honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about all the things that other podcasts either will not or cannot talk about. Things that are for mature audiences only. And before I tell you about this week's show, I got to tell you about something huge, huge news. We got a Twitter finally. We got a Twitter for the Mature Audiences Mayhem podcast. The Twitter is MAM Podcast One. Right now, we have four followers, so if you're listening to the show, so give us a follow or maybe a like or a retweet or something and help us build up our tweet followers for the show. And you know, so a lot of times on the podcast, I say I have a very special person with me, uh, but today, I have to say that in with double emphasis. I have somebody with me who is extremely special. She is... An adult film actress who is one of the top adult film actresses in the world today. She is also one of the top adult film feature dancers who features throughout the world today. Also known as one of the top five Asian porn stars of all time, if not on the lists of just top overall porn stars of all time. She is somebody that I discovered and nurtured and brought out the dominant side of her and turned her into a wild animal. She is Cindy Starfaller. Yay! Thank you so much, Glenn. (laughs) I like that for an intro. I love that for an intro. And yes, you did discover me, nurture me, and um, all credit to go to you every time I think about you. Aw, thank you. Thank you very much. And we have the same birthday, you guys. So we are meant to be... For each other. <laughs> we are birthday buddies, and we've known each other for like uh, 10 years, or how long has it been? Uh, I think I've been in business since 2012. Okay, so yeah. six years yes, now. Yes, about so. But because I shot you pretty much right yep, when you just came You were my business. first friend, um, yeah. you know, teachers and directors and everything. You turned me to, you know, the way I am now. <laughs> I mean, I never thought I could be doing it, and... You just brought it out of me. I didn't even know I had that size of me. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. But first, I want to tell people uh, what you look like. People always yeah. ask me, okay, well, wait a minute. What's described to us where you are? So I am in Cindy's hotel room. She is <laughs> she's wearing <laughs> is a... Oh she started taking it off. I, uh, okay, <laughs> this is great. I mean, not that kind of show, really. But um, So I'm... you can describe me correctly. Yes. Okay, I'll describe you correctly. So this is a Eric. leopard skin robe that you're wearing. Underneath it, she has on some lingerie. I'm always amazed at how big her butt is. It's just unnaturally large for um, a Vietnamese <laughs> person. But and it I is it. natural. <laughs> it's all natural. Uh, and then her boobs are kind of... Barely covered in this lingerie. There are nipples that are making their way out here. So there you go, everybody. And she, she's just stunningly beautiful. And the thing about her that is... I've said this on the show a few times because it's always wonderful to me to watch a talent mature and go from being the little cutie 18-year-old to being the stunningly fashion model gorgeous 20... What are you now? I'm 29. I'll be 30 at this year. That's why we have to buy a party for my dirty 30. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're doing a big party in Vegas. So you guys put this on your calendar because she's going to feature dance in Vegas for her birth, her 30th birthday. So you need to come out here for that. Everybody put that on your calendar. Let's talk about how – because in the beginning when you and I met, you had gone on Brookhaven's Playboy radio show. Yep. 
who was very close friends of mine, was probably my PA at the yeah. time, and you told her I cannot do a dominant scene. Yeah, she asked if I if I could do a dominant, you know, because she yeah. knows the guy. And I never think of myself as, as a dominant person because growing up, I was always so shy. Sex never been a, a topic in my family's um, very strict Asian household. I went to Catholic school girl all my life. So I'm more of the timid. There's no confidence in me. The person I saw before porn was, you know, totally different. I changed for the better. Yeah. Um, but when she asked, and I just say, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't see myself as being on that side. Yeah. <laughs> I always see, like, submissive Asian girls. Right. So, but now I love it. I love making men my slave. I love being <laughs> able to switch. I think one big thing with being a performer or an actress is you have to be able to kind of switch back and forth, be submissive, dominating. Yeah. Um, it's acting. Yes, and I like that part. I like that part. But also, you know, in my private life, I like to switch it up based on what my partner is like. Um, I mean, all of this, I cannot do this without you, Glenn. Oh, stop. I you, mean, you would have found it in you without me. But no, no I don't think I would. I, I don't <laughs> think I would found it in me, Glenn. <laughs> you put, like, it takes a special, talented person to know, to see a person. And I don't know how you do it. And, and pull it out, you know, because you can see a person, but it doesn't mean right. you know her. So I don't know how you know I got what I got, but I'm thankful for it. <laughs> I think what happened was we had you come on my show. No, yeah. no this would have been before No, I, I wasn't even on your show. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how, maybe it was just that Brooke, Brooke saw it in you and said you me? should try it with her or something happened. But we yeah. got you on set. Yes. And immediately we knew we had somebody special here because you just picked it up like, you know. Yeah, it is no something time. new. Um, I mean, when I came from Vietnam, everything's pretty new here. So I tried to pick things up and because, um, I mean, I want to be on set. You're my director. I want to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a good performance. You know, I've never done a fandom video before, but I tried my best. You did great. Yeah, I think I think I I struggle sometimes, but you tell me what you know, like how to do it, and I think you really give me the rope. That's what <laughs> Americans say, right? The rope. We gave you some rope to <laughs> oh, the whip. No, we gave you the whip. Is yeah. What about. <laughs> so you gave me some rope to work with, or is another way of saying it. But we gave I gave you I gave you the whip, and then you turned into this amazingly sexually aggressive woman, and you can see it though, not just in your femdom scenes now. You can see it in all of your scenes. More a bit controlling. Yeah, I know what that, I want more. Yes. And sexually aggressive women have always been the the most recognized performers in the industry. Thank you. And even I feel like porn also make a, a positive thing for my life. Even in my personal life, just to be able to control and know what I want really helped me to be a person that I am. Yes. Um I feel like a lot of people, you know, go through like not knowing what they want or not. I know exactly what I want. And I feel like in a way, fandom kind of give me that way to not be a little bit more controlled, but just know, be more confident. Yes. Like I turn right. it into a totally different person the moment you put on those latex lingerie on me, fitness, the height, the thigh high boot. And, uh, yeah. and and I do love that person. I do love that Cindy, too. I love the cute Cindy I have, too. So uh, 
I feel like a lot of time, porns don't see that, and porns that they just think have we have one side, but really we have this multiple sides. In the you know, as an artist, absolutely. Um, can I ask you about growing up in Vietnam, or do yeah, you want me to course. edit that out? You want to? Oh, okay, you'll talk about that. Okay. So, growing up in Vietnam, you certainly had no idea you were going to become a porn star. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was very shy of telling you. I didn't have friends um, no. because my family really keep me from socializing away. They feel like um, the man kind of ruined me, bad influence. Um, so, I was homeschooled. I was very sheltered. Um, were more was everybody homeschooled there or no? No, that no. That was uncommon. Okay. Yep, um, it was uncommon. So basically, I'll tell you about my day. I started off eight a.m. We go to school until noon. Uh, the school time is different, mm-hmm. and then you go lunch and you come back. Um, I do more. We call it tu- tutor at home. So I would learn my French and my Chinese at home. So my whole day is to study, 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 study. I didn't have much of a childhood. Um, yeah, I know. So it, my my whole head. I remember sometimes I freaked out. Like I'm just like I just want to go outside. I just want to go play, you know. But your head is like study, study. So they trying to keep my my mom and dad want me just trying to be inside. But then it ended up costing me to just sneak out all the time. <laughs> so you became a bad girl. I became so I noticed the bad girls in me. I became to like yeah. sneak out because all my friends would be like going out and yeah. they didn't have to, you know, like just go out and have to study much. Yeah. I mean, I was still a nerd, but I just like just ended up sneaking out. I I always got in trouble when I come back. <laughs> but uh, that's why they sent me to America. They just like we need a new star for her. She kind of turned into Ooh. some wild girl. Okay, so um, that's how you ended up in America. Is yeah, you, you were they pu- being punished. <laughs> yeah, for being so bad America all the time. Was, I literally didn't know. They didn't give me a heads up ever to even tell my friends. They just literally gave me a plane ticket that week that I'm going. And I was still in the middle of school, so it wasn't like, oh, hey, guys, let's do a go-away party. It just was like just, here's your plane ticket. You go into America, of course, by yourself. And I didn't know any English. So it was a huge, huge culture shock for me. And were you coming to America to be with family at least? No, just student visa, just being a student. Did Just they? No, uh, no. How does that even work? Like, who assigns you to um, a school? Well, basically, my parents situation? has been um, arranging it without telling me. Oh, so okay. um, they have been. So basically, they arrange a. They do a host family oh, in America. A host family. I guess. So there's okay. a program they connect you to with the host family. So my host family is American. Anything to try to teach you how to learn the American way. Okay. okay. Uh, um. So in Oregon, my host family. Uh, Portland, we talking here? Uh, Salem. Salem, okay. Yeah, and also I was enrolled in a Salem Christian school there. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Interesting, okay. So I was, and how old was this? I was 15. 15. Yep, I wow, was 15. Which is right when a girl usually who's going to be Go a troublemaker yep. goes wild. Okay. But that's why they knew. They didn't want me to have hang out with the same friends I was hanging out in Vietnam. So they sent me away and hopefully I'll change into, you know, the struggle of the whole new country. Which I did, I struggled. I, for of the course. first few years, I struggled. It's like, literally, you dropped me off at the country that I know nothing about. Wow. It was sink and swim, sing or swim. But hey, you know what? Um, 
I feel like all those really made up the way I am. I become more independent. I don't mind, you know, I could be by myself. I can travel. I don't mind. I don't need to be with somebody all the time and yeah. be independent. Um, I can adapt to different environment because it's so funny because when I come here, like every, I didn't have much stuff in Vietnam. Like Vietnam is much, much different country. Mm-hmm. So I come here with such a nerd. I didn't know any of what your machine was. I didn't know how to work the vending machine. I didn't, because right. we don't have all those technologies oh, wow. there. So you just kind of learn as you go. <laughs> and I remember people asked me if I ever see my host family again. Yeah. Um, no, I don't because I kind of got in trouble. They kicked me out of the house. Of, of course, course right? <laughs> yes, yes, no doubt. I was going to ask that. I figured this would happen. Okay. Yeah. So what happened? You, you got in, no. met, started meeting boys and going out? And... No, I was starting masturbate so much. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, of course, I'm at that age, the 15 age. So I would start masturbating so much. I make so much lo- loud noise. I wasn't really aware that I make that much loud noise. So I think my host sister um, saw I was masturbating. And they are very Christian, like religious family. And that's just something that is very wrong to be embracing your sexuality. Very like, you're going to hell kind of way. So anyway, um, they... The host, my the host daughter, tell my host mom like, oh, tell her she's doing something very wrong. But of course, with the language, I still at that point, I still kind of know a bit English to know what she's talking about. Right. But we couldn't really communicate, having a full conversation in English because I'm just not understanding. <laughs> but I kind of knew, so they told my parents that they can't host me anymore. So my parents has to find another family find another in California. Thing. How yeah. long did this take for you to get kicked out? Like a year um, or? Oh God, no! It's like six months. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like when I came in October, I got kicked out in like May. <laughs> so your parents are scouring through the host and my family listings, so looking stressed. for a masturbation-friendly family. Yeah, and they're so stressed out because like. They sent me off to America to change who I am, and I'm still the way I am. And, you know, you can never change who you are. You're going to become whoever you're going to become. Sure. Well, you can't change somebody by repressing sexuality. Yeah. You can't, you know, like, there's no gay conversion theory doesn't work. Therapy doesn't work. You can't un-gay somebody. You can't un- um, sexualize somebody, turn a horny girl into a not interested in sex girl. All you can do is, you know, just apply pressure like a balloon. You're squeezing it until the balloon pops. And, and when I joined porn is when the balloon pops. Pop. <laughs> I mean, I did, you know, all my corporate job. I did, I go to school, I got my degree. So I feel like in a way I kind of did myself flavor, you know, a favor, being educated, got a real job like my parent wants to, uh, but then you're right, you're getting, pres- uh, what's it called, subscribe? Like, uh, uh, repress? Repress. Repress, yeah. Repressed, yeah. Um, and then the balloon just pop, and that's when um, someone asked if I want to be in a magazine, then I was like, oh. Okay, who asked if you wanted to be in a magazine? Uh, a hustler executive asked if I want to be, if I ever done anything adult, and I never done anything adult. Well, what do you mean a hustler executive? Like a hustler executive found you on the internet or found no, no, you on no, the no, street? We were, no, we were at the party. We were at a party okay. and he happened to work at a hustler. What and party though? Is this where hustler people are hanging out? It was like a swinger party. A swinger yeah. party. I knew it. Okay, <laughs> that's what. 
I had planned to get into that later. I know, um, but I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, so, way, he doesn't work there anyway, so, okay. the, so that doesn't matter. So a hustler executive sees you at a swinger party. I was at the swinger party, so I was... And says you should be in porn. Well, I... The other thing, I got in my real job, right? And sometimes I kind of dabble into webcamming. I, okay. But I wasn't doing it seriously. Because yeah. my, my, my real, real income is just my, my day job. But I get so bored because I always get caught in HR. Because I always hit up on all the girls that go on, you know, because the girl is pretty, blonde. Yes. And I love blonde. I think it's just something, like, different for me. Ooh, and yeah. in Vietnam, we don't have that. Right. And I always get caught in age, like, oh, I heard you making sexual jokes. I heard, you know, it's just, again, I got in trouble again. And my, my, my parents just like, how can you not stay out of trouble? And I'm not the kind of trouble, like, I go out, I party, I do drugs, you know, I'm just not like that, you know, like, I don't... And you're not stealing things? Yeah, I'm not doing anything crazy, but to my family um, or Vietnam culture, the sex is, in some way, almost a sin. sin. That's right. It's not something you talk about, um... So all right. So you first off, what was the job you were working in at the time? Then? I was I work at the I was a buyer. It was a fashion buyer. Okay. A lot of people not don't know what that is. Basically, I buy for a bunch of different retail store. Great. So because of my degree, I went to a fashion school. So in merchandising, so in marketing. So basically, um, I go, I travel, and I still like clothes to for you to put in store to for the customers to buy. So it's more of a boring <laughs> size of it um, but it was a good job you know it helped me I'm glad I didn't got into business at 18 I got in business when I was 23 so I had like good real jobs and I kind of treat this business you have to treat this business even if it's a pleasure business it's a it's a business <laughs> oh 100% and we need to talk about that as well here because you set the example for how every porn star should should run things um, we should talk about that next actually Yep. But first, we need to talk about our sponsor, Sex Panther. Are you on Sex Panther? Yep, I am on Sex Panther. Okay, good. Yep. So you've been listening to 18 minutes or so of this podcast. By now, you are in love with Cindy Starfall. You want to build an intimate relationship with her. You're wondering how you could meet her. Of course, you could go to her feature shows and meet her in person. But if you're not in the same location as her, there's another way. Uh, you can contact her through Sext Panther. Mm-hmm. It goes directly to my phone. I would text you. I could be on a plane, having Wi-Fi. Loving America for that. <laughs> <laughs> she can go in the bathroom every, of the plane, yep, take every a picture, <laughs> a selfie that's naked in the bathroom. Yeah, we can like uh, trading pics. So basically, you could just text me like I'm your friend. So there you go. You can talk to her about sexual things, or you can just get to know her. She's a fascinating young lady. Either way, you should build that intimate relationship with not only Cindy, but pretty much every other guest we've ever had on the show, from Christy Canyon to Christina Rose, Kimberly Chi, Ginger Lynn, everybody, Courtney Taylor. Get to know them all, and you do it through sextpanther.com. So that's S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. Get over there and search for Cindy Starfall now. And if you are one of the many performers who listens to the show and you're not on Sex Panther yet, what are you waiting for? Shame on you, because this is the way that you can um, build an intimate bond with your fans and followers and separate the ones who want to support you without paying from the ones who want to support you by contributing and paying uh, for, for the relationship with you. 
even though it's an, on, an online or a sexting type relationship. So this is great. This is something that every porn performer should be doing. Go to sextpanther.com or if you're one of my friends, just hook, uh, co contact me and I'll help you get hooked up with Sex Panther. All right, so much to break down here. Yeah, I know. I want to know how you about your first day on set. I want to know how you got with an agent. I want to know okay. how you ended up being so industrious as a performer. I'm going to save that part for the end because I, yeah. I always like people like you to give advice to the young and the brand new performer. Okay. And there's so much that you can help people understand, especially with this Mia Khalifa controversy that's happened over the last few days where people are misunderstanding that this girl um, says she made $12,000 in the industry and that's all she made. And everybody's saying, oh, you poor thing. You worked so much and only made 12000 And it's like, we need to help people understand why that's a big misperception. We'll come back to that. Yep. Let's go back to to you finding an agent and getting in the industry yep. now. Because you're, first off, you're sexually harassing women at work. I think we talked about that. <laughs> in today's environment, you would not get away with that. Back then, I didn't even do blocks. anything. I just okay. say sexual joke. Like, oh, hi, your, your butt looked nice in that pants. So <laughs> I didn't think, it was just a friendly compliment in my head, you know? But Absolutely. some people take it um, differently. But it's okay. That's just how I am. And yes. I learned over the years. So you got to be who you <laughs> in today's world, they don't you don't get away with that anymore. I would not have survived. Yep. Like our whole culture back in 19, uh, 1989, when I first started in the business world, was we all had sex with each other, and you know we all hung out after work, and we all, you know, we all complimented each other and and flirted with each other yeah. during the business day. Nowadays, I mean, I'm watching this thing yesterday where Katy Perry. People are mad at her because she tried to kiss a girl oh, at a party. And the girl is saying, well, I rebuffed her. Oh. It's like, okay, well, if you said no and she yeah, walked you away, what's stuff. your problem? Yeah, exactly. But, okay, so you were working at this company. You meet this hustler executive. How did you end up doing the porn movies? Okay, so first he asked, have you ever done, have you ever imagined yourself in a magazine? Maybe you saw something and made I don't. And I say, well, I mean, I always saw those magazine at the convenience store. The girls look so powerful and just pretty. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have that opportunity, but the only thing is that I never been a model. Like I never been done anything. I all I do is study my whole life, and I I go to work. You know, I don't see myself at that girl on a magazine that looks so pretty. Yeah. I I'm, I was just afraid, but. But then I'm also thinking, well, look, I mean, it's not like I love my job right now. So why don't I just take a risk and see what's happened come out of it? You know, maybe I could always learn to model. You, you could learn. Absolutely. And, um, but it's always something that I want to do. And I, I want to be myself, uh, be myself. And this time I actually could do, I think at that point I was just sick and tired of people, my whole family telling me what to do, of what yeah. to do with my life. Yeah. And at that point I was just sick. And at that point I realized I want to do something for myself. Yeah. I want to be myself. I want, you know, and this is a time and like the opportunity, literally porn just found me opportunity. You know, I'm lucky enough to just, he just come up and I was like, Okay, I mean, I was very, I didn't know what to do, but sure, I can see myself in a magazine. <laughs> and it happened, and in a few weeks, he was, he scheduled with the photographer of the magazine, and they contacted me, I didn't know what the fuck's happened. <laughs> 
And I show up on on my first Hustler magazine set. They know what to do. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And I feel like how I would feel like most new girl anyway. You don't know what to expect. And then I realized, you know, the whole set, everyone's so friendly. They yeah. tell you what to do, you know, they what kind of pose. And, of course, I don't have any modeling experience. I don't even know how to pose. <laughs> but... Well, first they put you with the makeup artist. Yeah, the and makeup so artist. They glam you up. That must have been surprising yes, for you to surprise, see yourself for of the course. first time with pro makeup on. I know. I never see myself like that. I yeah. was just like no makeup. Usually, you know, normal Asian girl with an accent. That's just how I am before. And now I see myself like all glam up and and who I look into the mirror I'm like who is this girl? Yeah. And also, they would have explained to you at the time about your features because, so you have a model chin and cheekbones, very angular, mm. and you photograph extremely well. That's probably part of what the guy saw at the party. Oh, okay. And I'm sure they said lots to you on set that day about how, oh my God, you're so photogenic. With yeah, your they say, well, you features. know how to move. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll give you good, good photos. And, uh, so at that, it it's just moving really quick and all the camera, all the flashes. And it, you got to think I'm overwhelmed at this point. Oh, yeah. But I'm actually having fun. I'm enjoying this. All these people not shaming me for being in front of the cameras. This, in a way, is liberating for yeah. me. Right. I grew up with people. It's like, no, you cannot talk about this. You know you cannot watch people kissing on TV. Yeah. You know, and go from there to here. And it's like the girls, it's a girl photographer. She was also um, the Australia penthouse pet. So she really kind of lead me to the way to be more comfortable in front of the camera. Nice. In a way, I feel like it's all come naturally yeah. for me. Sure. Um, and after that, I got all set and I feel very happy that, that I get to do something for me. Even if the whole thing didn't work out, I didn't think it would work out, honestly. I thought it would be yeah. the only shoe I would ever do. Right. And if anything, you know, if not, I still have a magazine to kind of memory uh the experience for him but then after that um sandy for mostly modeling contact me maybe hustler tell them then they contact me and okay so I, sandy found you through yep the sandy found found me and i'm telling you everybody just finding me i don't know <laughs> right right because you are i mean you are the kind of person that goes out and hustles i i do so but this is sounds like it was happening really fast it like, does you must have oh. made it quite an impression on the photographer yeah or the director I, who then I, I said so, well yeah. i need to call somebody like yeah. sandy and you know how our business is it's a small industry so yeah. everybody go by words of mouth. Oh, you know this this girl. So um, Sandy found me and she asked if I would like to do it. And I, and I was because I always watch porn even before sure. secretly. And I'm like, oh my god, those girls look so hot. I would love to have that chance. But when am I ever gonna have that chance? Right. Is and then Sandy found me and I'm just like you gotta think like what? Yeah. And I thought. And but but then again, I never done any porn. I never to shoot, film myself any video. I was not. I was. It was just. I just like to be. I like being naked. I'm sexual. I'm a slut. You know. Already, I go to swinger clubs. So, I'm like, okay, Sandy. I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. So you didn't mention money as one of those things there, and that's interesting because you would come from not a lot of money, right, in Vietnam. Uh, well, my family was well off. Okay. Um, they were a business. They own a lot of business in Vietnam. So I feel like in a way, I 
when I came here, um, they sent me off here, but I didn't want to live off my, my dad's allowance forever. Yeah. And the moment he cut off the allowance, the moment I, uh, I didn't go to the become a doctor or lawyer that he wanted. I understand. Um, yeah. The moment I decided I wanted to go to a fashion school and study marketing or something, so he just like no more allowance. So at that point, I, okay, it's like a. A reality just hit me. I'm like, all right, well, I gotta do something to make money, and I had three jobs while I was going to school. Wow! So it make me become a hustler that I am, cause I don't mind to work hard. Yeah. Um, I don't care about you know being entitled for people giving me the handout. I, I, I'm still a bit old school. I expect that I gotta work for my money. Yeah. Um. So I had three jobs to pay off my college, and then I joined porn, and porn really helped, you know. Yeah, Definitely, sure. I was in debt with all my, without my dad's help, I was in debt with all my college loans, and you know, it would take people years to pay off. And with my first years in porn, I was able to save up enough money, and that was my plan to get off, you know. Yeah. Uh, the loan is possible because it's a lot of money, it's high interest because I'm not as, you know, I was on a student visa, so... It's almost extra, like... I hate that whole concept. Yep. Where they, you know, so many kids these days come it's out like of college. It's like you go to school and, to be in debt. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. And I, it's wrong. And I hope whoever wins the presidency uh, addresses this. Yeah. You know, the next time around. So you got to think at that point, I'm like, okay, Sandy, uh, I'll give it a try. But I, I never thought I can really make a career out of it. Yeah. I just like, okay, a few scenes in the beginning, I didn't think much about it you know what I mean I don't know anything about the business I don't know how to be sexy I'm not like these girls they so Aww. like when I look they just wow they know what they want they, they're sexy the way they pose it's just I just don't see myself like that but in the first year I was able to save up and I pay off my 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 loan and even my parents like surprised yeah. that he was surprised that I'm able to survive to this day yeah because he paid for everything back in Vietnam. I didn't know, you know, we have a nanny, we have a driver, so I didn't do anything. And so he's surprised. And I want to show people, like, um, you know, your past doesn't define you. Is You can make your own money and be a young woman. And that's what I strive for. I make my own money. I don't want to depend on anybody. Yeah. I don't like asking for money. So I work hard for it. And in a way... You know, I kind of tell my parents, look, I'm doing what I'm doing, and it's make me happy. Right. So, in a way, you know, you got to sacrifice something. Yes, my relationship with my family is, like, a bit off because of this. But in a way, you got to do something for yourself, I feel like. You have gone you back can't... to Vietnam over Yeah, the I have years. gone back, it's... but, um, you know, it's not the same because right. of what I do. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but... What if you not doing things for yourself now? When are you gonna do things for yourself? Right. It's I feel like if I just keep doing the path that they has written for me, I I don't think I could be happy. Absolutely. And now I say, look, you know, I make my own business out of it, right. and I'm happy, and I get to, you know, I would love to travel. I get to enjoy myself. But also, you hustle, and you know, yeah. and this comes back to that discussion of Mia Khalifa that everybody yep. seems to be talking about these days where she says, well, I only made $12,000. And I mean, let's just say for a moment that she only really made $12,000, which is kind of doubtful. But um, 
that would mean that she only did 12 scenes, basically, right? Yeah. Because the average is about $1,000 a scene. She, we're talking about somebody who was brand new in the industry, comes in, does 12 scenes, makes $12,000. Not a particularly good performer. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. She's not... Yeah, I've I seen a couple watch. of her scenes. Okay. She's not, not horrible, but nothing special that you look at and you go, wow, she's doing flips and somersaults and whatever. There's nothing spectacular there. And she made $12,000 in 12... So you don't even work a full day days. in a lot of those. Yeah. You, she probably had some of her scenes were two hours from start to finish yep. where she did her own makeup. Probably some were eight hours from start to finish. But it probably averaged about five hours per scene. Yeah. So you're basically talking about somebody who comes in with no work experience whatsoever, goes out and makes $12,000 for doing 12 days of part-time work. Yep. Where she could even... And which industry would pay you that? If right. you think about it. if you and Now she's complaining, but which industry really... Can you do that with no experience? Right. And to be able to do that, nothing. I can only think of a dough industry. It paved the way for me to pay up my loan. And I don't like when people talk about it when they were in it. Because I love this business. Without it, she wouldn't be where she is now. This Absolutely. is my honest opinion. That's right. Without... Porn, nobody would even know who she is. Right. It's great, you know, you know, she's smart enough to use the name to get to where she is and make more money than twelve thousand dollars. But I mean without it, she cannot degrade. She can she's not Mia with without porn. And right. even right. one day I retire, I would still be Cindy because it makes me the way I am. Sure. Um, but you're an example also of how you did the opposite of what she did. You know, she gets in and immediately becomes bitter and says, why isn't the world being nicer to me, whatever. You got in the industry, you got your $12,000, and yep. then you said, how can I make more? Yeah. And, for example, she complains about not getting residuals. You get residuals. The, the residuals you get are because you started making yep. your own content and yeah. doing your own thing. Yeah, so in a way when she says she can only make 12,000, maybe she's not hustling it up. It's it's the right. girls can make zero hustling. Yep. The girls can make however much they want as much as they hustle. You know in this business, I never seen a business enough to empower a woman like that ever. Right. The girls can make their own platform, they can make money, can they can sell so many things. I sell my merchandise on my store, I sell my video on my site. I text people with Sex Panther. There's so many ways you can make more than $12,000. So, yes, people are surprised, but yes, you don't get residual from the film you make, but when you make, that's your name, and people go on your site to make. So that way, I consider is the residual. That's right. Um, people join Club Star for, and I get monthly membership rate. So this, it is work. I got to tell I'm not yes. going to sugarcoat it. You it, work a lot. It is work, yeah. so it's not like people, oh, girls, oh, I can make so much money just laying around. It is work, though. You still got to respond. You got to still be on top of it, be on top of your email, go to appearances. So it, it is work in the business, and um, she can make way more. And, yes, I did make my 12000 and it you goes to my stop. Right. Yeah, and I didn't stop. I, I like what I do, and I want to keep going. Everyone that I met has been wonderful. I met you. Without porn, I wouldn't meet all these great directors that sure. I met. Um, and there's good people in this business, you know? So I have never texted you and not had you say, let me tell you about this new thing I'm working on. Every single time <laughs> I text you, you've got, and some of them haven't so, panned out, yeah. but you've tried so many different ways to be able to get 
content to your fans and yeah. build relationships to your but fans. But you know, but you know, with business, it's like you throw a bunch of things up the wall and see who's thick, and that's 100%. why it is. But yeah. at least, just like anything with business, if the more you try, one will stick. And if not, then oh well, you try. I don't like to just be like, oh, I'm not gonna try because it's too much hard work. I want to see how it works. If it didn't, didn't work, then it doesn't work. But if it works, then it's, it's great. You know. Sure. So you talent that's listening out there, don't give up on these things too quickly. Um, a lot of them can pan out. So which ones do you have going on right now? Tell us about all of you. <laughs> which one I have going on? Yes. Okay, so I am one woman team, but yes. wow. so I have definitely my online store when uh, fans can go on buy my used panties, book yeah. a webcam site, right. um, even get my signed t-shirts. Um, so that's on cindystarfo.net okay. on my online store. And yep, you like my toes? I like your toes. I'm checking out <laughs> yeah. the pedicure here. It's, so, it's such a big thing to me. Like, I just can't stand he it when loves I see a girl's feet guys. don't have a nice pedicure. She's got a beautiful pink pedicure today. <laughs> okay. So, I know I cut you off guard. And this year, I just launched cindysflix.com, which is a video on demand. Okay. It's no membership fees. Um, people go on, they select which video they want, and they download, and they pay that price for each video. So, pay Perfect. as you go. Great. Um, so it's Cindy's Flicks dot com. F L I C K S dot com. That's yep. Cindy's Flicks. And okay. you can find photo set, you can find solo video, my um, boy girl video, girl girl video, Great. Um, anything you want. So basic, but there's no like uh, a membership. Just you just pick whatever video you like and you just watch and and yes. download it and it, it's just very convenient. It works on your phone. So that's my main thing I worked on this year. Okay. Um, and then I have my Club Starfall, which you could go on and access the app, talk to me, look at my daily life. It's more like a homemade in a way That's versus right. Cindy's Flicks. Cindy's Flicks is more like a more professional, just concentrate with other talent. And um, Club Starfall is more me talking to you like, hi, good morning. I'm here in Vegas. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, so great on there. I've been on there. Remember? Yep, so and you can sign I up. I can on tell people that. It's it's similar to OnlyFans, what she does, only yep. she's on there every single day. Yep, and versus OnlyFans, you know, I'm all about me in a way when it comes to money. I like to take my 100%. <laughs> so, right. uh, yep, with my OnlyFans. And with all these, I don't have to share my uh, my percentage. Yes. So you really supporting me directly. And I know a lot of fans say, oh, no, I want to support you. You know, I don't want to give other people money. I'm like, yep, if you want to support me, go on all my site. And that was um, clubstarfall.com. Clubstarfall.com. Yep. So she's, is there something going on with her every single day? Every single day. She's naked. All my shenanigans. Yep. All her shenanigans <laughs> is the perfect word here. Because she's out doing something every night. She's doing stuff during the day. I, you know, it may not be going out to a club and stuff, but there's always something interesting going on. So you guys should check that out. And then, of course, there's Sex Panther. And yep. are you forgetting anything here? You doing oh. a Snapchat or no? Uh, no. Okay. So mainly just my club Starfall. Yeah. But um, if you want to check out, you know, if people see, oh, you're in Vegas. I didn't know. You could go on cindystarfall.net, my online store, and sign up for a free um, alert. Put in the 
the email address and the city, and it will alert you when I'm coming to you. Oh, next week Cindy will be in San Francisco, and it will um, send you an email that oh Cindy will be in San Francisco, and you can look at all the calendars on my site to know where I will be. I need. I'm gonna sign up for that because if Cindy, if I'd have had that and I knew she was coming a yeah. couple of weeks ago, yeah, we free. would be shooting a new Dom yep, scene. Yeah, it's free, so it will so, tell you. Oh, she's get ready, Cindy's coming to Vegas. Get ready, Cindy's coming to San Francisco next week. So. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Uh-huh. All right, we're gonna talk about the swinger lifestyle uh-huh. here. But first, I need to tell you about our other sponsors, uh, including Savage Sin Clothing. Savage Sin Clothing is created from the collision of two worlds, MMA and Triple X. We get real, raw, and wild with our range of unique apparel, including men's and women's clothing, accessories, and more. Instead of offering the same old cookie-cutter dull products, they go the distance, giving you the most savage and sinful lifestyle choices. So personally, I recommend Savage Sin Clothing. I'll tell you why. Because I need help picking out cool contemporary clothing. Savage Sin Clothing has all the everything that you could possibly want in terms of stuff that you can wear to the mall, stuff that you can wear to the gym, just great clothing. So go check them out. Browse through the Savage Sin website. They've just got all new, uh, an all-new website that you will really enjoy looking at. They've got everything from t-shirts to tank tops to bikinis. And I'm going to make this a no-brainer for you, just like we always do. You can use my promo code, KINGSIN, K-I-N-G-S-I-N. You will get 40% off... Your order. 40% off your order. Did you hear that? Let me say that one more time. 40% off your order plus free shipping. So you want to get this before he changes his mind and takes this order off the table. So go right now to Savage Sin Clothing. That's S A V A G E S I N Clothing.com. All right, let's talk about Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable pill with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, and because they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. Now, let me just say, I am a client of Blue Chew. I use their pills. Uh, I am also somebody who can personally recommend their pills because I've worked in the adult film industry for 20 years, and if there's anybody that needs these pills, it's us, because we have money on the line. We absolutely uh, have to have a male being able to perform. And you as a male, of course, always want to be able to perform. And the way to do that is Blue Chew. The good news about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. You do not have to go in person to the doctor. You don't have to wait in the pharmacy. Uh, you don't have to go through the awkwardness of saying, hello, I would like, uh, I'm here to pick up my uh, erectile dysfunction pills, stuff like that. Um, it's shipped to you very discreetly. I get them myself here. And uh, I will make this a very easy choice for you. Use our promo code ADULT, A-D-U-L-T, and you will get your first shipment of Blue Chew for free. You just pay the $5 for shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code ADULT. Try it for free. All right, and we're back. And now I'm going to ask her about her lifestyle, which has always been somewhat fascinating to me. I've had many friends who are swingers, but most of them fail at it for the most part because of the challenging parts of maintaining relationships while at the same time exploring you know, other options and lifestyles and just having – being hedonistic is the word here. Yeah. Hedonistic is you know, where people just want to have fun and not worry about the laws of society. All right, so how did you start in the swinging world? 
Um, well, I have a friend before, one of my ex introduced me to into a swinging world. I didn't know anything about it. Again, this was way before, it was way before porn. Yeah. And he say, I was dating him and he was telling, oh, have you ever thought about, you know, like seeing other guys or having a threesome? I'm like, no, I never thought about it. And like everything in this year, in 2012 was, everything was so new. And right. um, I'm like, no, I never think about it. Why? Why? Because my family always sees me, you know, like a monogamy, like the whole society is monogamy. Right. And I was like, okay, but he's, he asked, do you want to go to a swinger party with me? I'm like, okay. I always say okay to things, and I don't <laughs> even know what the fuck I got myself right. into, but yeah. my, I'm always like a yes, yes girl, you know, like. Okay, we'll figure it out. We think about it later. That's just my mentality. Yeah, let's try just it. Do, yeah, let's just do it. And what what's worse can happen, you know? Well, for you, it's okay yeah. because you you do know how to say no. If you'd have gone to the swinger party and somebody would have said, okay, well, now these three guys are going to perform anal sex on you, oh, yeah. you would have no problem saying, nope, that's yep. not going to happen. Yep. Exactly. And I said, okay, well, it's hard. Let's go to the swinger party. And we came in. It was all this... Like beautiful, there was some beautiful wife, you know. There's, but there's also some uh, uh, mismatched couple as well. But overall, they're very gentlemen. They're older people, but they they're nice and they're friendly. And I like that. I'm around, surrounded by people who is so okay being sexually. Like I'm not around those people a lot yeah. in Vietnam and how strict my family is. But just being, them just feeling, you know, like embracing their body. And yeah. I was kind of like, wow, okay, this is cool. Like, they don't judge me for No judging being is sex. nice, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, they don't judge me like, oh, that she loves sex or, you know, anything. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel really comfortable here. And I didn't play with any, but I got some numbers and we ended up playing afterward. And it could turn into like a six-hour orgies or it could be like... It's it's crazy because then you just fuck with that guy's wife without really you know there's no yeah there's no connect not connection but there's no love there's no there's love no it's just mainly sex like yep that. it's just yeah. no jealousy I'm all about fun I'm not I don't yeah. like all that whole like crazy emotional like I don't know I just want to have fun yeah <laughs> and um, there was no jealousy it was fun and it was friendly and after that they just pick up the back and they go and I'm like hey that's cool. And it's kind of remind me of porn, you know. You just yeah. go on set, you do your scenes, and everyone get back to their own life. So what happens to a lot of porn stars, though, is that they get so used to being paid for sex that they they don't like swinging so much because yeah. they're like, hey, I'm this I'm doing my job for free here. Yeah. But you never got that way. Well, I never actually... Well, it's hard for me to actually go to the swinger parties now. I still have the connection that I make before porn. Yeah. So I still hang around with that. And uh, whoever, whenever I date new people, I just say, oh, look, you know, I am in porn. So we have to be in an open relationship in a way because you have to be understanding. Yeah. Um. And if it's they okay with it, and they're okay with it. At this point, I think I've been in porn business for a while that I don't care. People just say, oh, no, you're a porn star. We can't date. You know, like, at that point, I just say, okay, well, you're not for me. Like, yeah. before, I would feel ashamed of myself. Like, oh, no, you know. I, but it is, it is. You're done porn. It's always going to be there. And that's one thing with the new girl right. I want to give people. It, it is a big decision, you know. That's you right. make it, and you got to know, like, 
a lot of girls say, oh, I want to do porn, but I don't want my parents to find out. Look, that's what I said before, too. <laughs> I I don't want my parents to find out. They're never going to find out. And, you know, who watch porn? That's just my naive things. And they will find out. I'll they tell you that. They out. will find out. Absolutely. So, um, it is going to be there. It, you just got to do it when you really love the sex. and But it, it will be there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, has there ever been a time when you were dating a guy and you guy he was you were swinging and so you know he was with somebody else that you felt jealous? And how'd you deal with that? No, I don't really feel jealous, mm -hmm. and I feel like I, as long I think in a relationship I just want each other to be happy. If you're happy with, you know, as long as it's just fucking, and I I don't care. Because I do that for a job. It's not fair to ask him to only fuck one woman if I'm fucking a bunch of different guys. <laughs> right. And more people should understand that. Uh, yeah. You know. So in a way, if it's making him happy and I travel a lot, so if it makes him happy, then it makes me happy. As long as, you know, I just feel like you cannot fuck one person the rest of your life. I feel like you need variety. I agree. Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, need variety uh, in your life. I'm 50 and have never been married, and I just don't see that lifestyle for me of monogamy. Yeah, it's, you know, that's what we do is not what society wants. People look down upon it, but it, like, I feel like as long as you're happy, you just, you just do you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have no no list, and that's mm. because of the swinging, I guess, or you just, you're willing to work with any male talent, right? Well, as of now, I like to work with a lot of male talents that I know already. Yeah. Obviously, he can't be just be off the street and like yes. call like, oh, can you come to my hotel room? Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't do that. So right, right. that's good. I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah. But traditionally in the industry, most girls yeah, have yeah. a list and they say, I'm willing to work with this group of guys. And, and then here's my no list. It's these five guys. But you've always been. Yeah, and, maybe and most this has of the guys. Recently. Yeah, as long as they have really good tests, you yeah, know, and they clearest and... And they have a good reputation, good hygiene. I'm good with it. Yeah. It's, it's a business. We stay safe. We look out for each other. And I feel like I would trust the performer on the business than somebody I just met at the bar. <laughs> You've managed your brand very carefully. I want, I want you to talk about this because this is something that the young performers, nobody's helping them understand this. But it's up to you to decide what you want to be known for, what you want your name to stand for, what, um, and then how to make money off of your name. For example, I don't think you do anal or have done no, anal. No, I don't anal. You, so you still. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of people ask questions. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people ask questions why I haven't done it. And how, and a lot of girls also ask me questions that, oh, look, I've done, I've done so many crazy things. I didn't anal. I didn't triple anal, double anal. How come I'm not to where I want to be? Right. It's really, it's up to you. I'm nothing against, like, let me play it. I don't have anything against anal. Yeah. If you love anal, go for it, girl. I yeah. want you to love it. I want you to do it. I want, I want you to be happy on set. You know, it's just never, I just don't like to do something that I'm not comfortable on set um, yeah. and uh, in my real life for people to see. And with me, it's great doing anals and everything, but I, I know how I want my brand to be. And I get to wear this part because I manage it. And I just kind of want to do what I'm comfortable with on set. Yeah. You don't, I want to tell the girls, you don't have to do all these crazy things to gain popularity if right. you, that's not something you love. Right. 
you don't have to do because I've seen girl on set that I meant oh no I gotta do it you know to me I hate it but you know I gotta do it if I want to be in so and so yes list or whatever right you, certain companies will only hire girls who that, do who yeah do exactly and then there is but you gotta def- you gotta be formed with what you want to do you can't just keep doing because then you're bending over literally there you go <laughs> you <laughs> have to it. yeah you have to stay formed because when I go in business, I don't want them to change who I am. I yeah. still want to be in control because you don't want a bunch of people just, you know, controlling. Oh, she would do whatever, whatever, you know, she'd do just anything for popularity. So you have to see where you want to see in your brand. And I, I want to keep continuing this and make money off your name. And if you're a great performer, honestly, a lot of my fans tell me they don't even care if I don't do anal because they love, they love seeing me. They love my name. They love interacting with me that ain't no sometimes it's not even big in the head right yeah there's so many fans out there who are vocal who are loud about yep. it, who say i want you to do anal but yep. those aren't necessarily representing the majority of your fans they're just representing the loudest yep. of your fans yep. and i want the talent who's listening to this show to understand something very important and, and cindy is the best person to help illustrate this point which is that when you go out and do scenes that you don't want to do when you go out and you do scenes that are detrimental to your health or to your mental condition, where you get degraded in a way that you don't, you're not comfortable being degraded, where you get called names, where you get insulted, where you get treated very badly, where you get physically mauled and pushed around, it affects your ongoing mental health. If you're not physically yeah. happy, if you're not mentally happy, eventually it wears upon you and you it see is. this a lot on twitter these days where these girls just kind of break down depressed after. anxiety you know and that's why i said you if you keep saying yes to every company oh every because look from a business side this is what I'm, uh, that was me talking from a performance side yeah now i i'm also a businesswoman so i would look at on the business side yeah. look company wants the most out of every girl because that's what makes money right. and i don't I don't hate them for it. No. They they constantly want, okay, when's your first uh, interracial? When's your first anal? When's, they want to be, oh, when are you going to do anal? When are you going to do this? this because it's their business that I want to, they want to capitalize on the, the girls because, you know, you've been in business, some girls could stay in it for six months and they're done and you can't find them again. That's right. So a they lot want, of them are like that. Yeah. So you got to, as a business company, they want to get as much out of the girl and as much content and money can make as possible. Now, that's their side. And if you're on the girl's side, it's up to you to decide. You can't just say yes, yes. If the moment they ask, oh, let's do this, let's do that. The moment you, you say yes, they feel like they could you know, run over you. Right. So that's why I'm saying only do things that you will really love. On camera, don't you don't have to do anything. And in this business, it's awesome where it is now because you can say no. You have a no list. You can tell your agent you can't do something, and you totally in total control. And I feel like that's a big misconception about this business. People constantly ask me, "Were you being forced to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, were right. you being forced to join a porn business? Like, no, I wasn't being forced to do it. It was my decision. Even my family, you know, yeah. it was my decision to do it. It was my decision to do this, this gangbang scene, and there was nothing. It, it's you know, I, I guys like to fantasy like everything is so random, but. Yeah. But everything is <laughs> like it's is, a bang yeah, just uh, yeah exactly. Look, I I just feel like I just kill fantasy right now. But let me the tell bang you, bang bus is not real. 
<laughs> the fake taxi is not real. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, fake agent, all but, those fake things. That yes, you out there. and it, it's everything. The girls already know know what they got yourself into. Yeah. Like, oops, like cream pie in your pussy. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. it's planned out. So, like you know, you know, nobody ever being forced to do anything, and. And I want to keep my brand like I want to be control of my brand because I feel like the moment you lose control, you lose yourself. You keep trying to make everybody happy, and that's what I do my whole time life before porn, trying to make everybody happy. And this point, I'm just kind of like fuck it, you know, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. And I love, and you know, besides shooting, I also performance. I do feature performance all over the country, and I love that because I put control over, I put a creative spin into my show. Yeah. And. I, I love doing that, and you know, just find something that you love. That's what I my advice, and bank on it, capitalize on it. Yeah, and if you're only going to remember one thing from the show today, I want you performers to think about this one tip here from me and Cindy. If you turn down a scene, if your agent calls you and says, "Well, no, this is a good producer, but it's I know it's four hundred dollars below your rate, but uh, but just do it," or this producer wants you to do a double anal and you don't do that, but try it, and you say no, you're brave enough to say no. What you need to do is the day that you're not working in the scene you turn down, you hustle for yourself. You go out and you yeah. make some of your own content and you put it on your Snapchat or your OnlyFans or your your club Starfall or whatever yeah. it is that you have. Because that's being a business person, mm-hmm. is going out and deciding, well, if I'm not going to be employed by somebody else today, then I'll be working for my own corporation today. Yep. And your own corporation comes with residuals, because you're going to be making money off that content yeah. for the rest of your life. No one's owned that content but you. No no company, and you brave enough to say no and to do something. You know, don't let anybody shame you for saying no. Cause right. a lot, you know, so I feel like a lot of time girls don't speak up because they're afraid, oh, no, it's kind of piss off so and so it's not gonna get me to where I am like look sometimes they make false promises and it doesn't go anywhere I'm sorry but that's just sometimes how guys are <laughs> uh, a lot of times yeah. there's a lot of that in our industry but in the end it's up to you yep to make yourself successful so there you go that's Cindy Starfall you can find her at on Twitter at Cindy Starfall find me out on Instagram at C Starfall and make sure you check out my online store at cindystarfall.net there you go uh, don't forget her old clips for sales store too that I set up for her many many years yeah ago. and I still banking money so on it well, see clips that she and I see I make Glenn my slave <laughs> and right. I'm still making money off him <laughs> and that's what you want girls that's right find your own pack, pack mule to make money off of so if you are one of the people that tuned in for the show actually if you're one of the people who is our 60,000 subscribers we thank you very much for listening to the show, whether it be on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, or any of the other places that you find podcasts. But if you're one of the people who loves Cindy Starfall and just tuned in to check her out, we appreciate it if you would go and hit the subscribe button, whether it be on iTunes or any of those other ones there, and give us a five-star review. Those are very important to us. I don't care if you actually listen to the show or not. I've said many times. Just give us that five-star review because it helps support the show and it helps us with our wonderful advertisers. So there you go, everybody. Another great episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. Thank you very much, Cindy. Hey, thank you so much for having me.